What's up, beautiful people? Here I am again for another episode of My Life Not Yours with me, Tina Jean. Oh my goodness, today I woke up at five o'clock and I feel a bit out of sorts at the moment. I think because there's a lot going on, I feel a bit nervous and I feel a little bit anxious and I'm trying to focus. I'm trying to focus on a bathroom renovation, I'm going away to a festival and You know, I love this time of year because I wake up in the morning with the sun shining through my window. It just happened to be five o'clock today. So I got up and I actually did a lot of all my meditation, reading, self-development and all that kind of shit way, way, way before eight o'clock. I feel ready for this episode because, as I said, I love doing my exercise because it releases those much needed endorphins. It's better than an ecstasy pill, peeps. I'm telling you, when you do exercise, it just releases something. And I felt a bit sluggish. I was lying in bed. I was reading. I've meditated. And I thought, are you going to do this? And when I started, that was it. Clothes washed, coffee's on, house is tidied. And guess what time it is at the moment? As I'm making this podcast, it's half past eight and I've been up since five and feel like I've conquered the world. Sorry to go on about that. But listen, this episode is all about how to focus. And I know that a lot of us don't focus and we really do have problems because distractions are there, whether it's the phone, whether it's the door goes or you try to multitask. You can't sit still. You can't just focus. There's a fantastic quote by a guy called Jim Ron. Learn how to separate the majors and the minors. A lot of people don't do well because they major in minor things. And basically you are sweating the small stuff instead of focusing on what really needs to happen and couple that with procrastination. Oh my God, people, we got a recipe for chaos and disorganization and just meandering through days with no structure. I don't want to be boring in saying that your days have to be structured, but I quite like the idea that I set an intention the night before. And to be honest with you, I love it. Whether that intention is to lie in my bed and binge watch drama on Netflix, that's my intention. I set it. Sometimes obviously things go a little bit different, but focus should happen both in your personal and your business life. Let's crack on and find out about what pointers you can use to increase mental focus and stay sharp throughout your day. Because if you feel like you're busy all the time and overwhelmed, don't make deadlines, you're probably lacking mental focus. And it's funny because I am quite a focused person. I think I could have been more focused when I was doing athletics, if I'm honest. I got excited by everything around me. I got distracted by other jumpers, sprinters, how people looked, how people interacted. And really and truly, my mind was wandering all over the damn place. And this is a fact, right, that our mind wanders 47% of the time. And that was a study done by Harvard University. It is a fact. And they also say that improving focus will help you break free from the never ending cycle of chaos. And it'll help you achieve your tasks and your goals and, and, you know, conquer them. I'm all for focus. So kicking off with a few things on what you can do. And I've spoken about this before in a previous podcast, which is identifying your purpose. And funnily enough, tonight, it's my friend's birthday. It's 
uh, Friday the 24th of June that I'm making this to be released to you on Monday. I'm taking her to this, uh, what can I call it? It's in the UK, we've got a fantastic place called the Barbican Centre, which has got loads of what you would call in the US particularly theatres, cinema theatres. So there's a mixture of purpose-driven performances on screen, on stage and via a panel. I can't wait. I can't wait. It's called Finding Your Purpose. So she's really excited and so am I. But anyway, it might be time to find a new path in life, which is scary, but finding out what makes you tick and gives you a buzz is so rewarding. And I met this guy. No, I didn't meet this guy. God, don't get excited, peeps. Don't get excited. A new piece of business came in last week. And this guy who we're called TJ was talking to me about his pest control business. I'll be honest with you. I've never heard someone so excited and passionate about what they do. And his purpose really is to rid people of pests in their home. But it's going to be eco-friendly. The reason why he was speaking to me is because he's been ripped off by somebody. But that's a whole other conversation. But I was just blown away with how passionate he is. And, you know, he said, T, I love what I do. I love it with so much passion. I can't even explain. How many of you can actually sit there, whether it's work or personal, and say that you really love what you do? I do what I do because of X. Do you know the only thing I can say that for? I really do love doing this podcast. And even if I only had 20 listeners, I think I would still be doing it because I actually love speaking about stuff like this. Let's think about the five ways which will help you discover your drive and purpose. And this all really revolves around your goals. If you haven't got any goals, get a pen and get a paper and start writing some down. Goals don't have to be arduous. They don't have to be, oh my God, this is too worky. This is, you might have a goal of painting your bedroom, put a date on it, put a time and go for it. You might have another goal of, I must clear the garden of all the shit that's in there or clean the car or get on a bike or start gym or work out three times. Simple goals, simple, simple, simple goals. And a friend said to me once, she said, uh, so where are all your goals? And it's funny, I write them in my journal. And um, and I've got a vision board where I write my goals. And when I tick them off, I feel damn good. It's all about, with your goals, questioning yourself. What exactly is your goal? Then the whys that follow this. Example, I want to make more dough. Why do you want to make more money? Because I want a big house. Why do you want a big house? Because it's more comfortable. Why does only a big house make you feel comfortable? Because I have a big family. Why do you want a big house for everyone to live in? Because I want them to live in a comfy place. Why is that? Because I love my family and want them to be happy. Now, if you haven't clocked it already, this example of I want more dough, I want a big house because my family, blah, blah, blah. That's not mine, by the way. This is another example from somebody else. This really shows a massive difference between the initial want, which is I want to make more money against the true purpose. The true purpose actually shows that you wanted more money, but actually you wanted your family to be happy. Does that make sense? So when you question the why around a goal, you will hopefully find your purpose. Another way is to prioritise. You need to work more efficiently by prioritising tasks by importance, which goes hand in hand really with time management skills. Example, I've got a friend, her time management is absolutely off the scale. And I've actually thought about, should I be a time management coach? I've never heard anybody so disorganised and lacking focus. And actually, whenever she comes on the phone to speak to me, oh, I've got so much to do. 
I'm not getting through it all. Number one, this person gets up at like 11 o'clock in the morning and then whatever they do, they fanny around for another two hours and then they may start some of their uni work. They're uh, they're a mature person, so they're doing a master's and then there's all these other bits and pieces they're involved in and it's it's absolutely exhausting listening to them and then they go to bed about three o'clock in the morning. (laughs) For me, they're not prioritising. If I was in their shoes, I'd be prioritising getting the uni work out of the way. They haven't got any children, they're an older adult. So, I don't know what it is but it just exhausts me and I think I prioritise by setting my intentions the night before and and then I kind of get to the end of day and evaluate what I've done or not done now one of my big things is doing my tapping meditations which releases cortisone which is your anxiety kind of thing in the body and the one that really gets me going and always ensures I have a productive day is the create a great day tapping meditation look it up they're bloody brilliant because they tap into the meridians on the body so you do the eyebrows you do the side of the eye under the eye under the mouth across the uh, clavicle which is just below your throat I guess under the arm and on the top of your head all sounds a bit brilliant but it's called create a great day is five minutes of meditation using tapping I bloody love it and basically I know my day is going to be super like I set the intention last night I'm not working this morning for any big clients I was going to record the podcast I'd work out as normal and I've got some other little clients to phone and do some stuff on the bathroom so you can be super methodical by analyzing your tasks to identify the intention that's why are you doing it so why are you going to do the garden today you want your garden to look better right you want it to look nice then the value what benefits does that task bring you well if I do the garden I'll sit in it and have friends around and not think I'm looking at a shithole and then at what cost does that task bring what have you had to give up i.e investing time or resource etc once you've done this you can prioritize your tasks must have should have good to have and add some times against them too if you truly are all over the place I'll give you an example one of my tasks is to write a will or to re reevaluate the will that I have do you know I keep pushing it I'm procrastinating which I'm going to come on to I keep pushing this out because there's certain things that I can't answer in this will and it's annoying I need to prioritize it because actually I could pop any time I could pop tomorrow and that means the state will get my house if I don't sort it out so that is a great example of procrastination which is massive when it comes to focus another one eliminate distractions oh my god I love this one the internal versus the external so the internal is things like daydreaming anxiety worrying sense of overwhelm ay, ay, ay. and I'll give you an example of this the other week I pressed something on my laptop and I literally lost all my contacts all my calendar entries now, I wouldn't mind but my laptop syncs with my fucking phone and I'm not joking I did it at half past nine in the morning I had a busy day planned of work for a big client I couldn't even focus I was worrying anxious had to phone my IT person he made it worse at one point I was absolutely dreadful drained from it and um, what I needed to do is step away from the laptop take a break and do some breathing but I was obsessed I was absolutely obsessed so I think when it comes to something like daydreaming set some deadlines reward yourself when you achieve a goal or task and take regular breaks from the external perspective oh my god I, I, I don't even know where to start with this one but your social media the phone goes and whatever remove them especially if you're in a big household as well where you can't remove your family members but put a do not disturb and say guys I'm just having my quiet time and I remember when I used to 
live with my last foster family. My foster mother was very good at saying, do not come near my office, I'm working, because she was an English teacher. And if we went in there, she went ballistic. So um, if I have my time again, I just do it over and over again just to wind her up. But she was very good at blocking off time. When it comes to work, if you're working in an office and I used to find I used to get distracted because I used to feel that work was my playground. I want to talk to everybody, find out the, what's been going on, go to the kitchen, have about 50,000 drinks. But actually what I then started to do when I was up against some serious deadlines is put my headphones in or go off into a quiet spot where nobody knew where I was. Now, some people used to still pester me with headphones on. So I think the earlier example of going off and finding somewhere quiet was much better. One thing that I'm really guilty of is bloody multitasking. I think, you know, women do it very well. Men aren't so great, but actually stop. And I do it when I'm working. For example, if I've got, I don't know, if I'm on a spreadsheet and then I see these emails coming in, I jump to my emails and start answering them or answering the call or putting the bloody washing on. Actually, research has shown that multitasking hampers productivity, especially if tasks are more complex. And that is um, something that the American Psychological Association found out when they did some in-depth research. We need to start working smarter, not harder, by sticking to a single task, which will allow you and probably me as well to focus more intently. And I had another example of this the other week. I was trying to do this flow chart and I hadn't done one for a while. And then I was trying to do some scheduling in the background. And and then I was taking a new business call, which really threw me off track. And so now what I do, there's, oh, there's something fantastic coming up, which is such a great exercise. I just do not have any notifications of emails coming up in the background. I put the phone in another room until I finish, especially for a complex task. And this task was kind of complex because I had to think it through. So another one that um, I feel is a massive one is dealing with procrastination. And did you know there are five types? Because I didn't. I had to look this one up. And I'm definitely number one, which is the perfectionist. And basically procrastination hampers so much of what we do and it takes way too long to achieve simple tasks. Well, it does in my case sometimes because number one is a perfectionist when you pay too much attention to minor detail. And I remember the the same guy that I told you was passionate about what he does, the pest control guy, Mr. TJ, he said to me, Tina, do you mind having a look at a business plan that I've done? Because basically he was getting ripped off. And all I should have been doing is skimming this business plan to get an insight. Instead, what do I do? I start marking comments up on the document. And then I got bored because there's 32 pages of this business plan. But if there hadn't have been, what had happened is rather than just reading it to get an insight, I was getting into too much detail. The next one is being a dreamer. So the procrastinator that's the dreamer who enjoys thinking about ideas and they plan rather than absolutely executing them. I've got some friends like that and it frustrates the hell out of me. It's almost like you've been talking about this for 10 years, not even 10 minutes, not 10 days, 10 hours, years, and you still have done nothing about it. And these are the types of procrastinators that find it hard to start or finish something. Then you've got the avoiders. They're scared to take on tasks that they can't manage or complete. And I've got another example. I kind of avoided this one. I had to do this social media report for a client and it had been left by somebody else for me to pick up with some instructions. I kept avoiding it because I was scared to be judged if mistakes were made because it was going to C-suite to read the stats and figures and so forth. So there's a lot of avoiders out there. And then you've got the crisis maker. Remember, this is all under procrastination. They 
push back until the last minute. They love to work under pressure. And you know how many times I hear people saying, I work better under pressure. And to be fair, I've worked really good under pressure, but it creates crisis at the last minute. Something's got to be in and you're doing a presentation till five o'clock in the morning. Actually, that's my my mate who is just so disorganized because she can't focus. And then you've got the busy procrastinator. They have trouble prioritizing because they have too many tasks or refuse to work on those they see as, you know, a little bit below them. May I say that? I think so. They can't choose tasks suited to them. So they postpone and then they fail to make decisions. I reckon this is a good time to ask you to fess up. Do you recognize yourself in any of those procrastination types I've talked about? Because I believe we are all a procrastinator in some shape or form. Moving on, you know you can boost your focus naturally, right? And one of the big things for me, which I talk about until I'm blue in the face, is exercise. And I train, you know, minimum of five times a week. And it's usually in the morning and it sets me up to focus really well. The other thing is the food you eat. Now, this should not be a surprise, if I'm honest. Some can make you tired and a little bit sluggish. Think of the carb laden foods and you may not be aware, but there are some that really improve memory and brain power. That's food, by the way. So nuts and seeds, blueberries, tomatoes, broccoli, soy, dark chocolate, foods rich in vitamins, B vits, folic acid and iron, etc. Foods rich in zinc, green and black tea. I can't stand green tea. I have tried that tea so many times. It's just and then fling some herbs like sage and rosemary in your food because apparently they're meant to do the trick, y'all. Now this method of improving your focus, I am really excited about. It's called the Pomodoro method. So you work like it reminds me about high intensity training hit you work in 25 minute intervals and focus on one thing so for example if that social media report that I was going to do was really dogging me and I'm procrastinating about it. Why don't I just focus on doing it for 25 minutes and then you take a five minute break. You complete a cycle of four of these POMs, the Pomdoros, and then you take a longer break of 15 to 30 minutes. So guess what? I tried it the other day. I had to write a content schedule for a client and I thought, God, where do I start? So I set my timer for 25 minutes, took a break. And when I mean I took a break, I got up, I walked around, got myself a drink, came back again. Do you know I did it four times 25? What's that? 52 hours, literally. I smashed it, people. I smashed it. So try it. Look it up. The Pomodoro method. And this will help you focus in short, sharp bouts of time. I love it. I bloody love it. The final few as we start to come to a close of this interesting episode is meditate and practice mindfulness. Try and see how you can get on with guys meditation because some people just say Tina I can't meditate I can't do it and you know what meditation is a form of just letting yourself be silent just chill out close your eyes sit in a room where nobody else is you can do three minutes you could do one minute sometimes I do a one minute and all I do is breathe in silence breathe out chatter so I'm breathing in silence these are the words in my breath silence chatter I let it go. Let it go, people. You know, try the tapping meditations because it reduces cortisol, which is your stress levels. And actually, meditation and mindfulness both improve productivity. And as I said, I can testify to that. Try creating a daily routine. You know, I do my savers, which is an acronym for silence, affirmations, uh, visualization, exercise, reading, and journaling. Scribing is the final S. And 
I really love having some kind of routine to my day. Yeah, of course, I'm not so rigid that, you know, that nothing else can take its place. I think I've said that wrong, haven't I? I'm not so rigid in my routine that nothing that hasn't been planned can't happen. But I do like some kind of routine from the get-go. And during COVID, it really worked for me. A study by the European Journal of Social Psychology says it takes 18 to 254 days to form a new habit and on average it takes 66 days to stick to it until it becomes automatic doing my morning ritual is now a habit and I feel weird when I haven't done it when you start to lose focus you know what I'm going to say don't you get up walk take a breather because your brain needs a rest you're not robocop you're not an automated being just take a break unplug from social media it's such a massive distraction and it's actually quite addictive and then you get caught up in what someone's done you pass it on you get into a conversation about it all online it's just madness just unplug from it and I've noticed since I've been really busy in the last few weeks I can't even be bothered to look at social maybe in the evenings I'll have a little look but in the day it's a no-go. And finally a few more for you. Bedtime. We all know that ideally you should take seven to eight hours sleep. Now not everybody's the same. I can I can perfectly function off six hours. I don't know how it's going to work today because I was up at five and I'm going out tonight for a friend's birthday. It's going to be a long ass night but you know what I'm setting my intention for tomorrow. I ain't doing fuck all. I'm not going to do anything. I am going to binge on some TV. I'm sure the weather's going to be nice. It doesn't mean to say I've got to be out in it, especially with my hay fever. And did I tell you that my homeopath has told me that I have an aversion to diesel? The buses have got diesel, cars, everything. Honestly, it has been an absolute nightmare. So when people sometimes are outside enjoying the weather, I am better off inside. Although I am now taking stuff to desensitise myself to the polluting diesel. Anyway, you see, I've just lost focus, but I had to give you an example. If you're tired, you lose focus. We all know that, right? And uh, they say that using a sleep tracking app, but I wanted to do this, especially when my menopause was really messing up my sleep, but I can't sleep with a watch on. I can't wear my Fitbit. But when I was really going badly with my menopause, I was broken, broken, broken. Two hours sleep, wake up. It was always the same time as well at four o'clock. I think I'm past that now. I dream and I love it. I wake up and think, oh my God, I didn't go for a wee. I didn't wake up. It just feels beautiful. And then you have to take it easy on yourself. Don't be hard if you haven't achieved something. Part of living in the moment is accepting you aren't always in control of your ability to concentrate. So let that shit go and relax up yourself. And relaxing can be anything from just doing nothing to, I don't know, a bit of retail therapy or whatever you feel you need to do to relax. If you force focus, it leads to frustration. So practice some self-care. Be kind to you because you're worth it. I remember there was a great advert for hair, wasn't it? Da-da-da-da-da, because you're worth it. I think it was a hair advert. Anyway, I digress. In summary, people, it's your life and no one else's. Just like this podcast, it's my life and not yours. I give some great examples, right? So choose how you want to lead it. But having better focus has got to be a good thing. I'm going to reflect on some of the 
methods I've mentioned and hopefully you will do too because I think the workshop I'm planning will definitely be about purpose. So I'm excited to be pulling that together and hopefully some of you will join me because I will do a free discovery little session first to see what you think and then uh, we will run it. It won't be for now because I've got the Commonwealth Games coming up which I'm really excited. I've got my shifts everybody. I thought I'd be working like I don't know six days. I'm working for four days at the Commonwealth Games so I go off on the 29th of July and my first shift is I am going to be a doping chaperone for the marathon. Then I've got three days rest but actually it all ties up well because the time that I'm away is a time when the plumber will be in doing my bathroom so I can't wait. I will have somebody watching over proceedings in case I end up with a shower outside and the toilet upside down and all that shit but yeah I'm excited but it's just a lot going on so I need to focus, I need to take some self-care and practice what I preach. Have a fantastic week everybody and I'll be back soon. Oh and don't forget to focus, focus, focus. (laughs) 